morning, everyone, and welcome to Julius Bear's Moving Markets podcast. It's Monday, the 8th of May, and my name is Helen Freer. Coming up on today's show, I'll be talking about the latest market news with Roman Canciani, and then I'll be speaking to Menzel Pocinzi, our head of technical analysis, to get his latest thoughts on the markets from a technical perspective. But first up is Roman. Good morning, Roman. So there were a lot of ups and downs across markets last week. We had US banks under stress, a flurry of macro data, and the ongoing Q1 earnings season. I'd say financial markets really seem to deserve the weekend when it came, right? Yeah, that's absolutely right. Good morning, Helen. Well, the fairly volatile week in trading ended with a strong up move in the US on Friday as the jobs report confirmed those not believing in a recession waiting around the corner with a very strong set of data. After the Federal Reserve lifted rates on Wednesday for the 10th consecutive time, swaps prices priced in the first cuts already for July as market consensus turned to expecting a recession starting already pretty soon in the US. But after the jobs report, which basically showed a resilient labor market, swap traders now expect the first cuts only towards the end of this year. With this, all major indices ended in the plus. Even the KBW Bank Index saw some relief after a tumultuous week for US banks last week, ending the day up by 4.5%. Okay, so can you just give us a quick update then on where we start the week? Uh, Yes, uh, well, about 90% of the stocks of the S&P 500 managed to hand in a positive performance on Friday, with the index climbing throughout the day to end 1.8% in the plus. Energy outperformed, tech as well, and financials too, all up by about 2.5% on average. Underperformers were the defensive sectors like utilities, consumer staples, and healthcare, but all those sectors ended in the plus two, up by about 0.5%. A major push for markets came from Apple, the world's most valuable company, which rose about 5% on the pack of surprisingly good results for Q1. With all the good news, the fear gauge of the equity markets, the volatility index fix, ended down by almost 15% on the day and is now back to close where it started last week at around 17 points, quite significantly below its historical average, which shows that a certain risk on mood has returned to stock markets. Right. But with risk on sentiment returning, that doesn't bode too well for fixed income, I guess. Is that right? Well, yes, it depends a bit uh, whether you are an investor in credit or risk-free, i.e. government-related debt. There, of course, yields climbed on Friday with the two-year yields gaining 12 basis points and the 10-year about six basis points. In Asia trading this morning, yields stayed on those elevated levels with two-year trading at 3.92 and 10 years at 3.42. Also, for the US dollar, the news was not all that good. It has been trading a tad weaker over the past hours against most of its peers. And gold is recovering from its steep fall on Friday, trading at 2,020 US dollars per ounce currently. And for the record, Brent oil is trading slightly higher at 75.75 per barrel and Bitcoin at 28,300 US dollars. And US Treasuries have also been in the headlines with Congress still haggling about the lifting of the debt ceiling. Can you tell us a bit more about this? Oh, yes, that's right. And over the weekend, those discussions continued with the Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen saying that there are simply no good options for solving the debt limit stalemate in Washington other than Congress lifting the cap. Not least because everything else, like, uh, for example, the US president to decide on his own whether to issue debt or not, 
would likely cause a constitutional crisis. So the story remains the same for now. Unless Congress finds an agreement, the US government is likely to run out of money in the first days of June. That said, though, the whole debate about lifting the US debt ceiling is like an evergreen in politics. And up until now, politicians were always capable to structure a deal, usually at the last minute. Okay, and how have markets in Asia started the trading week this morning? Well, the start of the trading week in Asia has been pretty positive, with all major stock exchanges in plus, except for Japan, which had some catch-up to do after the golden week when exchanges were closed there. So, uh, Asian shares advanced for a third day, uh, led by gains of Chinese equities amid the relative calm and the positive sentiment across financial markets. Currently, Hong Kong shares are about 0.7% in the plus and Chinese onshore shares about 1%. Japan's Nikkei closed down by 0.6%. Just to finish off then, what's in store for traders today? What should we be looking out for? Well, it's going to be a fairly quiet day today. European stocks are on track for a muted start as investors weigh corporate results and the outlook for the global economy. The UK has a bank holiday honoring the coronation of King Charles III, uh, which obviously will weigh on the volumes overall. We already had some numbers, though. Uh, we had Germany industrial production in uh, at 8 o'clock this morning, coming in uh, weaker than expected at minus 3.4% versus the expected minus 1.5%. All in all, the futures board shows a slight greenish start of the trading day, so it's going to be a little bit up to start the trading day. That's it for me. Great. Thank you very much, Roman, for the helpful roundup. Now, Menzo, good morning. Thanks for joining us this morning as well. In terms of technical analysis then, what's the most important chart that you're looking at at the minute? Well, uh, good morning. Uh, the most important chart we're looking at is the US 10-year Treasury yield. Why is this the most important chart? Probably it affects so many assets, uh, so many uh, sectors as uh, nothing else. So what is the picture we are seeing right now? Basically, the interest rates peaked in October of last year and has been going sideways since December. Uh, we are hovering here around key support levels at 330 and resistance at 360. So the yield has basically been unable to rise above 360 even after its steep decline. So we think this is a sign of a bear market indicating that the risks are quite high that US 10-year Treasury yields can break below 3.3% and head towards 251, which was the low of last summer. And what are the implications for other asset classes then? Yes, the implications are uh, basically quite uh, important here. So first of all, uh, the implication for the US dollar generally is that the US dollar continues to weaken. Secondly, in the precious metals market, uh, we see, of course, uh, when the dollar declines, that investors are looking for alternatives, so they get a boost. Um, similarly, maybe to a smaller extent, digital assets. And last but not least, in the equity market, of course, declining interest rates are usually a sign of deteriorating economic activity or deteriorating inflation pressure, which uh, on average uh, makes investors uh, put a heavy preference towards growth stocks. As growth is becoming scarce, they usually bid up growth stocks in this event. And we are seeing this already a little bit. So this year, of course, 
The Nasdaq 100 is uh, is strongly outperforming the S&P 500. And uh, we think here a push below 330 on the US 10-year Treasury yield should basically extend these trends which have been intact this year. Okay, great. Thanks very much, Menzo, for sharing your thoughts. So that is all for today. Thank you again to my guests this morning and thank you all for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, please leave us a review on whichever platform you like to listen on. We would love to hear your feedback. And do join us again tomorrow when I'll be back with more of my colleagues to talk about what is moving markets. I wish you all a great start to the week and bye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Beyond Markets is a weekly podcast where Julius Bear experts and external speakers discuss some of the latest market developments. They share their key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape and present practical advice. Search for Beyond Markets on your favourite podcast player.